With more employers embracing flexible work arrangements as a means to attract and retain top talent, part-time work is becoming more commonplace. But it's important to realize that some laws impact part-time employees differently than full-time employees. Today, we'll address the key differences between part-time and full-time workers and what this means for you. I'm Kara Murray, and this is HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. You work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business a success. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need in order to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. This week, I'm joined by Kristen LaRosa and Meryl Gutterman, both work as counsel for ADP Small Business Services. I also would like to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring this episode. You can get free payroll by referring ADP, and you can find out more by contacting your local sales representative. All right, so before we get started, let's address one of the top questions we hear employers ask when it comes to part-time and full-time status. Time and time again, employers ask how many hours an employee needs to work in order to be considered part-time versus full-time. Kristen, can you answer this one for us? Uh, Sure, Kara. And as you said, we do get this question quite frequently. Uh, And unfortunately, the answer isn't so cut and dry, and there's no real bright line rule. Uh, So the definitions can vary depending on each individual law, though employers may choose to define full-time and part-time differently. So for example, most employers consider an employee to be full-time if they work anywhere from 32 to 40 hours or more per week, But like I said, some laws may define full-time differently, so employers would need to be aware of these rules and use them to determine whether an employee is covered by that specific law. Now, the Affordable Care Act comes to mind here. Exactly. So under the ACA, an employee is considered full-time if they work, on average, at least 30 hours per week, regardless of your company's definition of full-time status. So here, the employer would have to rely on the ACA definition as opposed to their own rules when they're navigating ACA compliance requirements. While we're on this topic, do employers have to offer health insurance benefits to part-time employees? Well, there's no federal requirement that calls for employers to provide health insurance to employees that are considered part-time under the ACA. However, the ACA does require certain employers to offer coverage to full-time employees, which under the law are those that work on average at least 30 hours per week. And can you talk more about which employers have to offer health insurance to their full-time employees? Sure. So employers with 50 or more full-time and full-time equivalent employees have to offer health coverage to their full-time employees and to their dependents. And if the employee works at least 30 hours per week, then they're going to be covered and be entitled to health coverage. For those of us who aren't familiar, can you tell us what a full-time equivalent or FTE employee is? Sure. An FTE is a way to factor part-time workers into an employer's total employee count. So to get to an FTE number, employers have to add all of the hours that are worked by part-time employees in a month and then take that number and divide it by 120. Right. And under the ACA, employers must add their FTE count to their full-time employee count to determine the total size of their workforce. So if this number is 50 or more, then they need to offer health coverage. Got it. So we all know health insurance can be a significant expense for employers, yet it's a common benefit that employees have come to expect. Are there more affordable options available to smaller employers, especially those that may want to offer it to part-time employees? So there are. um, There are a few options that may be more affordable for small employers. You have high deductible health plans tied to a health savings account, for example, 
uh, are generally less expensive than traditional health plans. Uh, And also small employers who offer health coverage through the exchange and meet certain eligibility criteria may qualify for a health care tax credit. So what other benefits apply to part-time employees? So unemployment, for instance, is another benefit that typically applies to full-time and part-time workers as long as they meet their state's eligibility criteria. Right. There are several jurisdictions that also require employers to provide paid sick leave to employees. And typically, the employee has to work for a minimum number of hours in order to be eligible for sick leave. But in most cases, the threshold is set so low that many part-time employees are going to satisfy this requirement and then be entitled to paid sick leave. Can employers offer different perks to part-time workers and full-time workers? Well, they can, as long as your benefits program doesn't discriminate on the basis of a protected characteristic, for example, like age or race or sex, then employers can generally offer different perks to part-time and full-time employees. So even if you offer paid vacations to full-time employees, you wouldn't necessarily have to offer that to your part-time employees. That's interesting. To help attract and retain part-time employees, should employers offer vacation time? Uh, Absolutely. I think extending paid vacations to part-time employees is certainly a strong recruitment and retention incentive. Um, But with that said, employers that offer vacation to part-time employees usually do that on a prorated basis. So in other words, if you have a full-time employee who works 40 hours per week and receives 10 days of vacation per year, then part-time employees working 20 hours per week would be entitled to five vacation days. Right. And I think it's also important for employers to maintain a fair and equitable workplace. So when you're building your benefits program, you want to be consistent, meaning you want to provide all similarly situated employees the same set of benefits. So don't provide some part-time employees with certain benefits, but not others. Got it. So switching gears a bit, I wanted to touch on overtime pay. If an employer considers full-time to be 30 hours for benefit purposes, does that mean they have to pay overtime after 30 hours per week instead of 40? So that's a great question. Uh, The number of hours worked in a particular week or in a day determines whether an employee is entitled to overtime pay, uh, not whether they're considered full-time or part-time. So under federal law, if you have a non-exempt employee who works more than 40 hours in a work week, they'd be entitled to overtime regardless of whether they're considered a full-time or part-time employee. That's right. And I just wanted to also mention that there are a few states that require overtime under additional circumstances, such as when an employee works more than a certain number of hours in a workday. What if an employer has a non-exempt employee that receives a weekly salary? If they work more than 30 hours, would they be entitled to additional pay? Well, in that case, the hours worked from 30 to 40 would be compensated at the hourly equivalent of their weekly salary. And if the employee then works more than 40 hours in a work week, then under federal law, they must be paid overtime. Okay. And if a part-time employee qualifies for exemption under the FLSA, does the employer still have to satisfy the full minimum salary requirement or can they prorate their salary? So under the FLSA, in order to be classified as exempt from overtime, employees have to meet specific salary and duties tests. So in that case, you can't pay a part-time employee uh, who is exempt below the minimum salary threshold simply because they're working fewer hours. Uh, You may be able to prorate their salary, but it still has to exceed that minimum threshold. That's right. Regardless of the number of hours your exempt part-time employee works, 
they have to be paid at least the current minimum per week. Otherwise, they might be classified as non-exempt. All right. So I think we covered just about every area of employment law impacting part-time employees. Did I miss anything? Well, I think we could also talk about meal periods and rest periods and the impact on part-time workers. Many states require employers to provide meal periods and rest breaks to employees, depending on their length of shifts. Yeah, California comes to mind. Um, So in that state, employers are required to provide employees an uninterrupted 30-minute meal period after no more than five hours of work, uh, though it is subject to some exceptions. Uh, California also requires rest breaks for every four hours worked. So the length of an employee's shift is going to dictate whether they're entitled to certain breaks. And employers who violate these rules are subject to some pretty significant penalties. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kristen and Merrill. Do you have any additional advice for our listeners? Um, I do. Uh, I would just recommend that if you have or plan on hiring part-time employees, uh, you want to make sure that your policies and practices on benefits and overtime are consistent with federal, state, and local rules. As always, great advice. We want to thank you all for listening to HRpreneur. I'm Kara Murray. For all the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.